Good evening and welcome back to Shifting Gears. After a very long hiatus that very was too long. long. We apologize to all five listeners out there. Yeah, you're important to us. Yes, you are. Whoever you are, you're important. So I am Isaac. And I'm Paul. In case you forgot us. We didn't forget you. Nope. Well, sort of, but not really. We, uh... Yeah, we're, we're going to give another stab at this thing. Yep, we're going to start back off with auto shows the same way we started the whole thing last year. Last year. So we're back. Um, and also, I have a confession to make on oh boy. live, live I, air. I have no idea that what Isaac doesn't know I'm gonna confess, about to say. But he's going to love my confession. I'm already rolling my eyes. After two winters, I have a confession to make of something I've been a very large anti-proponent of. I love snow tires. Yes. Everyone heard it. Everyone heard it. So what do you owe me, Paul? I don't know. High five? No, you owe me a thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So, no, Isaac has been telling me for years how great snow tires are, and I've been telling him for years how much of a waste of money they were. Yep. Now, coming from someone who, until two years ago... Never didn't have a four-wheel drive vehicle to drive in the winter, which I, I guess I still have when I could drive in the winter, but I don't. Uh, uh, I didn't really see a need for them because I never went anywhere where I didn't have issues. Now, that changed when I got my Corolla. Turns out uh, ultra-high-performance summer tires are not a fan of snow. Really? No, you don't no, say. No, they don't like it. <laughs> Not surprised. They don't like it when it rains below 40. At all. <laughs> I had that with my the Dunlaps on my Mazda. So, yeah, um, the Rikens are great tires. They don't like the weather. They actually do better than I thought they would, but not good. Hmm. So, I've had now a set of Blizzak WS80s and a set of Blizzak WS90s. And uh, I'm a fan. You're convinced? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer. Well, you started drinking, you know, top shelf alcohol with the Blizzak, so you're right. Uh huh. Yep. We are uh, be very expensive. Yeah, to I'd, keep that up. I, I didn't have to pay for them though. Really, that that's is the true. Same price. I got a. I ordered one tire and it didn't come in, and they didn't call me that it didn't come in, and they said they couldn't get it anymore. And I made a fuss, and I got them to give me uh, Blizzaks at the same price of a poverty China tire. Yep, you did good. So yeah, now now I have Blizzax and uh, I'm a fan. So there you go. Good job. I said it on the internet, and so it has to be so true. So everyone go buy snow tires. Everyone go buy snow tires, even if you live in Southern Texas. I would not recommend because that. they are also fantastic on gravel roads. That that is a true statement. They are. They throw a lot of gravel though, so make sure you put uh, mud flaps in your car, or just don't care. Or that. So, uh, should we get into the auto show? Sure. So, yesterday, Paul and I, and, well, first... Oh, we should, oh, we should mention Isaac's big life event. Yes. That happened while we were in our hiatus. Well, we were in our hiatus. I got engaged, and then I got married. So, now I'm married. Officially a month tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, that happened. It's been pretty exciting. Congratulations. Um, yes. This has been a pretty busy year for both of us. Hence yeah. why we stopped recording. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't sleep and Isaac got married. Yes, yeah. So we're back and we're going to try to make this recurring thing again. Got some new ideas up our sleeves and... Isaac must have them. I ain't got nothing. 
<laughs> don't give, don't show your cards, Paul. Come on. My poker face is not fantastic. No, don't play poker with Paul. Uh, so yesterday, Paul and myself and my wife and Paul's friend, Zach, we attended the Chicago Auto Show at McCormick Center. It was not a bad time. It was not. My wife and I went there last year for the first time, and we thoroughly enjoyed it. And I recommended to Paul that he go this year with us. And yeah, we had a good time. Yep, yep. We met Isaac and his wife there, and we took the train down from Michigan City. And the train was free to get there, which was pretty slick. Yeah, another benefit in going. Good good Dutch thing. (laughs) But uh, spent, I don't know. Four or five hours of the show. Yeah, I think closer to five or six. But yeah, we were there a long time. We went through pretty much every booth. We skipped a little bit over. Buick. We didn't go to Buick. I didn't go through Subaru. Did you go through Subaru? I sat in a cross track. That was it. I'm sorry. They did have a log cabin there, which was kind of impressive. But there are no puppies. No puppies. Rip. I know. I was expecting dogs. While we were waiting for you, I did get to pet a seeing eye dog. Really? Yeah. Last year, Subaru had a pin of puppies at their booth, so okay, they're really hitting all the the stereotypes with their brand. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could have drove a Subaru. Me? Yeah, that is true. So one of the cool things about the Chicago show, which I did not know until last year, was you can drive some of the car. Some of the automakers let you drive their cars. So this year it was Ford, Honda, and Subaru. And Paul and I both, we're kind of jumping all over the board. We are. That's all right. We uh, both drove Ford Rangers. Mm-hmm. I got yelled at. You didn't tell me that. Because why? Because I maybe may or not have hung it out sideways. Hmm. What, was yours in four high? Mm-hmm. But he left me in the car for like five minutes when they went inside because Zach didn't get a wristband and I took it out. And I also took traction control off when they left me in the car by myself for a few minutes. Oh, you're gonna. Someone from Ford's gonna listen and revoke your privileges. Yeah, that means I have to have privileges to get them revoked. So, no, uh, 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 yeah, it was, uh, he, he was like, oh, man, calm down. I'm like, oh, uh, sorry. He's like, oh, you gotta be real careful in this snow stuff. It wasn't. Oh my. I'm like, I'm like, oh, it was fine. The roads were wet and they had it in four high. And I'm like, you're kidding me. I'm, well, I asked him like, after that, I'm like, where are you from? Santa Barbara, California. I'm like, oh, yeah. Makes sense. I live in the snowpocalypse. Yeah. We'll be fine. I promise. Well, there's pedestrians. Well, I didn't hit any. I promise. <laughs> but anyways, we got to drive the new Ranger, both of us. I was, uh, I, I, so I've driven now a new Ranger and I've also done a test drive with a 19, uh, taco. Okay. Or Tacoma for those not, not in the loop. Um, the Ranger was better. Sorry, Marv. Why was it better? Um, it was more peppy. It was very peppy. Um, the transmission, oddly enough, felt like it knew what it was doing more than the taco. See, I found when I drove it, in the five minutes I drove it, the transmission shuddered a couple times. I didn't have any of that. What you might have been feeling is because you were in four high, is it was locking up because it was just wet pavement. Oh, maybe. No, I'm not saying that is or wasn't not happening, but most vehicles I've driven in real four-wheel drive high on wet pavement will chuck and shudder. 
So this was during from a dead stop starting, it would shutter a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't notice any of that. Hmm. We only the only time I I never came to a dead stop was at pulling away from the thing. Okay. So otherwise, we never completely stopped. We kind of hmm. went through a couple stop signs and just. Um, but uh, I really liked it. Um, it felt peppy and quick. It steered nice. I, you could hang it out, and it didn't care. Yeah. The guy cared. It didn't. Um, it was a uh, it was a fun little truck. It didn't have. I didn't feel any major turbo lag or anything like that. No, you can tell it was terrible charged. It just drove real nice. So those two threes are really solid motors, though. So the after they've been updated with the Ford Recall. They've been really solid. What were they recalled for? Um, well, the original 2.3 was recalled in the RS for head gasket failures. That's right. Um, that was like three, two or three years ago, though, now. And Ford updated the head gasket and head bolt design, I believe. And it, they are much sturdier now. Do you know, is that motor have any relation to the 2.3 Mazda Duratec? It's... I'm 95% sure it's based off of the, it's a stroked out version of the two liter Ford okay. turbo. Um, Which that's a Mazda motor. The turbo is? I thought the naturally or, aspirated I'm sorry, was. sorry, the naturally aspirated, yeah. So the turbo, I believe, is an all Ford architecture. Interesting. Um, I believe it's a Ford design. Um, I could be wrong, but 350 horsepower is a lot to pump through a motor that wasn't originally designed for 350 horsepower. That was horsepower designed on in a, the 90s. Yeah, for a four-cylinder. <laughs> so I could be wrong, but I don't believe it is based on the Mazda motor. I think it's a Ford architecture, but okay. they are uh, pretty stout, beefy motors. Hmm. So We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah. I mean, no one's no one's got 300,000 miles on them yet, so we don't yeah. know that. But from what I've dealt with them, I've not had any issues. When uh, we were te- test driving the Ranger... The lady was, we were making small talk. I'm like, yeah, I drive a 99 Ranger. She's like, oh, that's so cool. And she was asking me questions about it. And I'm like, yeah, my family, we used to have a Ranger we had for over 20 years and had over 300,000 miles. And she's like, what? And she whipped out her notebook. She's like, I got to write this down. What year was it? How many miles? She's like, did the engine die? And I'm like, no, we just sold it. And she's like, oh, this is so cool. I'm going to have to tell corporate about this. And I'm thinking... Why? <laughs> what are you gonna do with this information? <laughs> They're gonna feature your old truck in a they commercial, and it's not even, even yours anymore. They didn't even take my name. Well, they knew your name. No, that's true. They knew everything about you, and you got a free hat or a gift card yes. at the end of the ride. Yeah, we did. The hat was a little feminine for me, but it's not terrible. I like the hat. It's not bad. It's a dry fit Nike hat. It is. I'm a I'm a stretch I'm a, a flex fit man myself, but I will probably wear it. Last year, they gave out $5 gift cards. So, oh, so they upped it. They did. So that was a highlight of the show. Yeah, the I really drive. enjoyed that. That was fun. Um, in case you didn't know, the Chicago show is the nation's largest auto show by square footage. And I would also probably say the most amount of cars on the floor. I haven't been to all the auto shows, so I can't comment on that. Yeah. But it was definitely bigger and better than Detroit last year. Yes. Detroit was depressingly sad. Now, we'll see about Detroit this year. It's in June. Yes. And it's going to be partly outside, but that's June's episode. So, with that in mind, Paul, why don't you start us off? What were... We're going to do, what, five highlights? Yeah, I have a little more than that, but we'll run through it. Okay. Make them fast. What was your first? Um, My first and favorite highlight, Isaac thinks is dumb, and that is... 
uh, in the Nissan booth. Oh, yeah. They had a Titan. It wasn't that dumb. They had a Nissan Titan pre-runner. You mean the Frontier? No, it was a Titan. I thought it was a Frontier. It was a Titan. It was not a new Titan. It was like a 2006 Titan. Oh, okay. So it has the 5.6 V8 mm-hmm. with a massive turbocharger on it. It was delicious. It was a sharp truck. And it had very large, uh, I don't know, they were either 35s or 37s. I'm not remembering. I think they were 37s. Okay. Um, uh, BFG Baja tires, which you can't buy if you're a regular person. You have to be a race team to buy those. Okay. Um, it had coil carrier, yeah, coil carriers and bypasses all the way around. It had a giant performance uh, rear end in it. It had big front A arms. The thing was nasty. Wow. Uh, it, it was impressive. It, it was a very nice, very well done truck. Bed cage in the back. It still had leafs, but it would probably perform exceptionally well. Um, very nice truck. Um, my next highlight I had was the Ranger test drive. Can I share one of my highlights? Are you doing all five at once? I thought you wanted me to do all five. I don't care. No, you, sir. <laughs> I thought, I'm sorry. It's I'm okay. A, I'm a terrible person. I'm just butting in. Uh, my Do what you want. Well, since we're in the Nissan booth, mine was also a Nissan truck, but different than Paul's. Mine was the Million Mile Frontier. I thought that thing was cool. It was, I think, a 2006 or seven Frontier two-wheel drive, four-cylinder, five-speed manual. Some delivery driver in Chicagoland uses it still. Has over a million miles on it. Honestly, did you look at it closely? Uh, I looked at it a little bit. It looks pretty clean still. It was exceptionally clean. Cleaner than most used cars are that are what, Which makes heck, me question the mileage. Old. They had a picture of the odometer, but... The guy said he takes very good care of his cars, clearly. The thing had to have been repainted, because there was not even stone chips on the front. I know. That surprised me. And even the interior was nice. But hey, kudos to Nissan. I think the Frontier is a solid little truck, and I was glad to see that they had it showed there. Now, the weird thing is, they made a big... They touted how durable that Frontier is, and then they brought out the new Frontier, which is a V6 with an automatic... (laughs) Which isn't even like that one. So, but it still was cool to see. So, um, my, do you want me to do my next one now? Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> All right. My next one is uh, actually in the Toyota booth. And that was the Toyota Camry TRD. I didn't sit in that one. I did, and it was fantastic. Did it have red seat belts? It had red seat belts, but it didn't have the red seats. Okay. I wish it had the red seats. The red seats are pretty excellent. The wing on the back was pretty excellent. Um, it, overall, it was a very nice car. It sat really nice. I couldn't get to where exactly I wanted to sit in it because it was power seats and the power wasn't turned on in the car. Uh. It was a little too car f- forward for me, so I can't comment on the driving position exactly. And I wish the paddles on the shift for the, the paddle shifters were just a little larger. Mm-hmm. But overall, it seemed like a pretty uh, solid rig. So I like that car a lot. I wonder how much those things list for. More than I have, less than I want it to be. 35? 
Uh, I don't know. I have it's Google. It's front-wheel drive, right? Yeah, but it's got the 3.5 with 305 horsepower or whatever. Because you can get all-wheel drive in a Camry now, I'm pretty sure. You might be able to, but not the not. It doesn't have all the whoop house. Hmm. Um, Toyota Camry TRD. Uh, let's see here. You can start while I look it up. So my second one was also the Ranger Test Drive, which we already talked about. So I'll skip over that and go to my third. And these, I don't. These aren't in order of what I thought was coolest. Are yours? No. Okay. They're what came to my mind the first. Yeah, we really prepared. Uh, that's a lie. We didn't prepare. We didn't prepare. Uh, the Toyota Camry TRD starts at thirty-one-one. Oh, that's not bad. No, that's not terrible at all. Huh. Um, my next one. I'm always impressed with the FCA booths. They put on. That was my next one too. Hey. Hey. <laughs> they always put on a good show. They always. They they're usually one of the nicest booths in the place. And we say nicest. Just they bring a lot of cars. They always bring the Good high cars. the high trim cars and the cars people like, which usually aren't the cars people buy. So a lot of Chargers, Challengers, Challengers, SRT, Durangos, Wranglers, a lot of F fifteen hundreds, all all very sharp vehicles. And Chrysler, they have some very solid designs right now, mm-hmm. and their color schemes are really nice. And yeah, they always bring impressive cars to the show. They did have two test tracks. They had a Ram test track and the Jeep track, which the Jeep one looked really impressive. It had a huge line, though. Yeah, and we should have gone there first, but we did the Ram one, and that was... I wouldn't say it was fun, but it wasn't gimmicky. Toyota had a test track, and it literally it was, was riding a Highlander in a circle. It was a, a circle with cones on the road. This one was a little better. Yeah, we had three different, four different trucks out there. They had a, a Rebel. They had an Eco Diesel Laramie fifteen hundred, uh, a Cummins thirty five hundred or thirty five hundred uh, Dually, Dually, which is what Longhorn, Longhorn, which is what we rode in. Which that thing was swanky. That thing was pimp. Yeah, it was uh, all the all the, uh, the 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 stitching inside. I think there was about twelve cows. We're inside that car <laughs> at with least the twelve leather. cows. <laughs> the dashboard was covered in real leather. <laughs> he said it's the most leather you can get in any new production car. Wow. Um, then they had a. a um, they had another one. A power wagon. A uh, power wagon. But that was fun. I well. It I thought it was fun. I yeah, th- it was fun. It was gimmicky. They were like saying they were like going to tow up this like twelve thousand pound wall. But really, it was. A 12,000-pound wall. Assisted with, with hydraulics. Yeah, it had two giant hydraulic rams on the back side of it. Yeah. And they also said they were going to pick up this, like, 12,000-pound weight, but it was through, like, a six-pulley system, so really it was, like, one-sixth of 12,000 pounds. Yeah. But all in all, it was fun. It was cool. Um, yeah, I'm always impressed with the Chrysler booths, and they always seem to attract a lot of people. They do. They're fun. So the the new Mojave... Uh, um, right, right. Uh, Gladiator. Gladiator. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's bad. Sorry. (laughs) The new Mojave Gladiator was, uh, I like that. I thought that was a cool uh, truck. Um, They had, you know, Fox shocks all the way around with bypass, or not bypasses, resis. Um, It looked really nice. I still think the uh, Gladiator needs a redesigned roll bar. I would agree. So I just read something on Jalopnik today about the Gladiator. Someone's head fell out the back and got hacked off? No. (laughs) 
But as soon as that happens, we're going to see a massive recall. And all oh, the yeah. Years. But the problem is they're going to need all new hard tops when that happens. Yeah. Chrysler fixed the problem now. But the thing was, the story I read uh, came from, I think, Detroit News or some somewhere. Um, the Gladiator is not selling very well. And dealers aren't overly impressed with them because they're saying that they start uh, too high of a base price. They start at, I think, 35.5, where eight, granted, the Nissan Frontier has been around since 2005. They're not really comparable. But a fully loaded Frontier, long box, crew cab, V6, four-wheel drive, all the options tops out at 35.5. And so if your basic Joe Schmo is going in to buy a mid-sized truck, you can't really compete the Frontier against the base model Gladiator. Granted, the Gladiator is a different thing, but in the truck world, I think I would have to agree. I think the Gladiator is priced way too high. Just because it's a Jeep doesn't mean it needs to... Now, I'm going to have to agree with you because everyone and their brother thinks their JKU on 35s that's been mall crawled is worth you know half a million dollars. But the Gladiator, in my opinion, is a significantly better truck than, than the Frontier. Yeah, I would agree, but put it up against a new Ford Ranger. A Ford Ranger does not start at 35.5. No. You well, can get one for you know around 30000 See, I'd almost have to put, though, that Gladiator. It's not quite a midsize truck, in my opinion. It's a little... Yeah, that's what that's what Jeep's t- touting it as. It's I know, but it's a truck. lot bigger inside than a midsize truck. And it's a lot bigger outside than a midsize truck. Yes. It's like a, it's like a, you know, nine-tenths of a full-size without the towing capacity because it's got off-road suspension. Yeah. And a 3.6. Chrysler needs to do something about that. I thought I thought it was interesting that it's not selling well and that dealers are that is telling Chrysler they need to drop the price if um, they want to sell more of them. I, I do think that's interesting. Now, I would buy Chrysler. Listen, listen to me good. I would buy a Gladiator when I graduate college and I'm not poor if it came with the Eco Diesel and a six-speed manual. Good luck. It will never happen, but Chrysler, I would buy one. You'd have one. You can would make you the, actually buy one, or I are you would. just saying it? I would. Wow. Which is taking a lot, because I'm it not is. a Jeep man. Sign something tonight. Unless, now, unless the Bronco comes out, more better. <laughs> We all know Paul's going to buy a Bronco over anything made by FCA. Or is it PCA now? Peugeot, Fiat, Chrysler. That doesn't make it any better. Yeah. It makes it worse. Soon it's going to be like the Japanese, GM, Ford, and every other brand combined as one. A Japanese Ford sounds excellent. It does. They had that for a while. It's called a Mazda. They rusted. They did. Very badly. Because all Japanese cars rust very badly. My uh, Just last night, my dad was telling me my sister's 2006 Mazda 6 with the 2.3 Mazda motor has 168,000 miles on it. It doesn't leak or burn any oil. Pretty impressive. My 05 Corolla has 170. It doesn't burn any oil, but it leaks it out the front main seal. Yeah, and it drops it on the serpentine belt and throws it right into the alternator. And if you don't clean it out like once every two weeks, it starts to smoke really bad. <laughs> it's kind of sketchy. You bought a very ghetto Corolla, Paul. <laughs> She's been rode hard and put away wet. 
What was your next one? My next one was the uh, Toyota truck. Yes. Not a Tundra not or a Tacoma. But a or pickup. Or a runner. Just a pickup. Just a pickup. It Please was, explain. It was... So they had like a, a area of all old... There was actually... A sh- it was Chai Town uh, 4x4 Toyota Club. It was very impressive. They had all like fully restored 70s, 80s, and 90s Toyota pickups. And Forerunners and Land Cruisers and FJs. Um, and this one was like a beige-ish khaki khaki yeah i don't know. With, i'm i have color issues with brown yes. and tan pinstripes it was or graphics yeah it was it was sexy that's the only way to describe it it was at least an 83 i think it was probably an 82 um so it had the rolled uh bed and the more uh rounded off nose um so but it was, it, sharp. Was, it was fantastic it was just gorgeous so that was my uh, number know, four, five, four. whatever that is. Isaac? So mine was actually the new Hyundai Sonata. Okay. And I say that because I sat in the new Camry. I've sat in the Camry a couple of times. Honestly, the new Camry just kind of was like, eh, this is okay. And I say that I'm not blown away. Like it doesn't make It's a me, Camry. Yeah, it's a Camry. And now I, the TRD Camry is better. And which I did not sit in. And I sat in a cord, and the cords are very nice. I'd put them, they have a nicer design and a nicer interior than the Camry. But they have one major flaw. The CVT? Yes. Yeah, that supposedly Honda's having issues with. Shocker. And then we walked over to the Hyundai booth, and my wife goes, that's a Sonata? I'm like, yeah. And the new Sonatas have a very interesting design. I wouldn't necessarily call it beautiful, but I'm not going to call it ugly. It's very polarizing. And we sat in one. It, granted, it was a limited. It was a very nice car. I was very impressed with the build quality. Very nice design. I really like the lighting, the headlight and taillights on the car. You know, have you, have you, if you've seen, I didn't. I didn't get into the Hyundai booth. I was too busy in the GMC booth. And but the most impressive thing about the car was it was a hybrid model. Mm-hmm. It had a complete. The roof was completely a solar panel. Oh, that's cool. Which I was like, really? And I think the thing stickered for 35000 That's not terrible either. No. So very impressed with the car. And my wife was very impressed with it too. And she's like, this is a Sonata. And she kept saying that. Like, I really like this car. Um, so very impressed with it. Isaac's getting a Hyundai Sonata. No, we're trying to sell our midsize sedan right now. Also, yes, come buy Isaac's midsize sedan. My Mazda 6 is for sale. Come buy it. It's very nice. It is very nice. Paul loves it. I do love it. It's better than I thought it would be. So now I'm two for two on being right about something, Paul. Maybe you should listen to me more often as the older, wiser person. Go home, boomer. I'm in my house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving, boomer. (laughs) Okay. So that was my number four. All right. My number five is, you got to guess? You got a guess? You got a guess? Um, something in the Ford booth. It was in the Ford booth. The GT 500? Yes. It was excellent. It ju- It's just so good. And I have sentimental aspects for loving it. And it's just so good. I, I don't know. It was, 
that wing and that predator engine once you hear that predator engine just screaming at like 6500 it's just like oh it's so good uh it's also very scary that's the reason it's called a predator yeah it's it's a it's an impressive car it's it's so good i need one also you need one or want one I, I, I don't need one. I need one, though. Um, I need to actually pref- make this a 50-50 because we get five, I guess. Unless Isaac has more than I have one more. No, I can ax my last one. All right. So I'm going to cross this with one other vehicle that was excellent at the show. Okay. The Corvette C8. I'm surprised that you put that on your list. I, I don't... It's just... I... I'm not a I'm not a huge proponent of GM. I'll, I'll, I'll say that I don't hate GM cars. I they have a good place. I'll, you they, love Impalas. I don't love Impalas. My dad has an Impala. We can't kill it. I've tried. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I like GM cars, but they've uh, they have some quality issues they need to work through. But oil consumption lots of oil consumption and weird electrical problems yes also my microphone's falling off the table um so back to the corvette i just can't not take put it in the list with its price tag and its theoretical performance specs yeah there's nothing else better for sixty thousand dollars that is very true so there we go there's my list of five you take a a corvette over a cummins uh, 3,500 Ram. In my current stage of life? Yeah. Yes. It probably makes most sense. Granted, that's saying apples to Oranges. bananas. And but... I'll just steal my dad's diesel truck when I need yeah. one. Um, the Corvette, surprisingly, I think the mid-engine Corvette's very cool. And being a Fiero guy... You know, I, I think they bring... should have called it a Fiero, personally. I think so, too. I will bring out all the Fiero jokes... About how the new Corvette is just a better, newer Fiero. Um, Hopefully it's much better. <laughs> okay. Only like four caught on fire. That is such a misconception regarding Fieros. Uh, but They don't even have power brakes. No, it's power steering. Get it right. I thought you didn't have power brakes either. No, they have power brakes. Oh, sorry. I'm dumb. They don't have power steering. Sorry, Isaac's dad. <laughs> but uh, the Corvette, it's, it's cool. It's very cool. And the mid-engine is very cool. I'm a big proponent of mid-engine cars. I'm not overly in love with the design. It's a little too angular for me. See, I like it. I think it's sharp. I don't I don't think it's going to age well. Maybe you're wrong. No. I have seen one out in the wild, and I enjoyed it more in the wild than at the show. show. It looks, on, on the street, it has a presence. In the show, surrounded by everything else, it's just kind of there. There. Now, the um, what are they calling the convertible? The Targa? Uh, that's what the Supra's convertible is called. I'm not sure what they're what they're calling the convertible. Yeah, it's, it's like a removable hardtop kind of thing. Which, center. I'm not positive. I'm not positive. I went by is one, it, so I didn't look at it. Is it manually stowable or is it powered? Yet again, I didn't. Not why I went by one, so I didn't look at it. <laughs> now they had one at the show in orange. That orange was excellent. That was an impressive car. It was more beautiful in that version than in the hardtop. Now I would say. If I could get that orange with that on the seats, on the leather seats in that orange, yeah, that would be excellent. Hmm. But there's my five. What's your five? My last one is Genesis booth. Oh, I did like the Genesis booth. That was uh, pretty good. Now, it's 
I still just cannot fathom my wrap my head around how Hyundai Kia is building the Genesis Genesis cars today. When I remember being a kid, seeing old, you know, Kias, what is it, Sophia's or yeah, the old Kia Sophia. Yeah, or the real high school class right? that drove a Kia Sophia. Those that thing was a piece. Garbage cars, and now so today, hot garbage. You see, I mean, even Hyundai, you know, the Sonata we hadn't just talked about, but the Genesis, the sedans, and. The new SUV was GV70. Yeah, I don't know. I drive the I drive a Genesis G70. They're so striking, and the wheels on was it the G80 or is it the G90? What's their biggest sedan? I don't know. Why do they have these stupid number names? I don't know. I can never keep them straight. It's like MKZ, MKX. MK, no, I really like the wheels on that. They're beautiful. But another podcast did not like, like them. them at all. Yeah. I'm gonna have to disagree. I think they look like old Mercedes wheels, They're and I love old Mercedes, especially in that color. It's kind of <clears> a brownie <throat> color. Mm. Mm. Gorgeous. They'd be horrible to keep clean. Oh yeah, terrible. But they were gorgeous. Now the inside of that monster sedan was pimping. Yes, there's a button that jammed the passenger seat all the way up against the dashboard. There, that also had two giant screens in the back. And uh, every seat adjustment you could ever want in the back. So when we make it rich, we're going to buy one of those. Mm-hmm. We can hire Marv to be our chauffeur. Do we want him to be our chauffeur? No, I don't want to die. <laughs> and I want to get placed this month. So that is our top. each of our top five picks of highlights. Yep. Now lowlights. I had five. I have three, but I'm sure I'm going to come up with more. Okay, I'll start. Go. No big reveals. There wasn't any big reveals. You're right. They, I mean, they had the new Suburban, but ooh. I thought... so. I, no, the, the Suburban didn't even debut there. I No, I, I, which is... They also, this is kind of on the same lines. They didn't bring the new Escalade. I know. How dumb is that? I was so excited to look at the new Escalade. They debuted it in LA the day before the show, and it doesn't even show up. Yeah, it's... It's just terrible. There wasn't even an Escalade at the show. There was no Escalade at the show. But I did like the new Tahoe AT4. Tahoe? <laughs> yeah, the Tahoe. <laughs> okay. The, that was It was subtly lifted with nice tires. It wasn't too extra. Wait, wasn't that the Yukon? Yeah, it was the Yukon. It was the Yukon. The Yukon? That's what you're talking about. It was the Yukon. Yeah, yeah, it was the Yukon. That thing was sharp. That was the white one? Yep. Yes. Uh, it was lifted and subtly lifted enough with nice tires on it that you look cool, but you can still roll the soccer practice and not look like you're trying to be someone you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like that. The grill on the Denali XL was awesome. I don't remember that one. It was like the size of your house, but wow. so times three. Floor space or frontage? Uh, all three. All three. Wow, that's impressive. Every it's direction. A big, it's a very big vehicle. It was a large grill. It 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 belonged in the hood. Um, but no, I like that. But uh, not, that's not what we're talking about right now. Um, can I do mine now? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, mine was uh, the Mach E. I uh, I think it's kind of a cool SUV. I don't think it should be called a Mustang. Because the sub brands is all the new rage now. I don't like it, Isaac. Now Chevy should bring out a smaller mid-engine Corvette and call it the Fiero. Fiero, the Chevy Fiero. That doesn't. 
have the same ring. How about the Chevette? No, it's going to blow up. <laughs> or the the Corvair. No! Stop it! Or the Vega. Stop it! Oh, Ve- Vega's kind of a cool I can name. I know the Vega, but those weren't rear, weren't rear engine. No, they aren't. But, I mean, leave it to GM. They're slapping good names on wrong cars. So like Blazer, anybody? And Trailblazer. The Blazer's getting a three-cylinder. You're kidding. Nope. Is that public knowledge? I think so, because the dealership known it. Oh, okay. Wow. And I, am, I found it on Wikipedia. I am floored. That is will be a trash car. Yep. Hot garbage. I think it's just a generator, though. Oh, is it a hybrid? Mm-hmm. Mm, makes more sense. Yeah, it's going to be like one of those 2300R, but it has a turbo. So, I don't know. Anyways. Dumb. We're not supposed to say dumb. People yell at us for saying dumb too much. Cut that out. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the maki dumb it honestly the design is cool i think it's but cool but it's, it's dumb <laughs> it's not overly impressive no it's not good enough for a mustang name no it's like that, it looks like every other crossover out it's there. like that v6 convertible automatic mustang that that one girl in high school drove yeah that no fortunately they're gonna sell a lot of them oh yeah they will What's your next one? The Carhartt Silverado 2500. I was so excited for this, and I loved the interior, but it had problems. What was our problems? So problem number one, I was excited too when I saw it. It just looked cool, and I love Carhartt. I'm a big Carhartt fan. Big Carhartt fan. I typically wear my Carhartt boots with my Carhartt pants and my Carhartt coat, so I love Carhartt. I have Carhartt underwear. I'm jealous. (laughs) Thank you, Internet. If my wife is listening, please buy me some. <laughs> but um, the Carhartt banana hammock. No. <laughs> so the passenger door on this, I didn't even look at the sticker price, probably $80,000 truck. It was a gasser, though. It was? I think it was a gasser. 6.6. Six. Was they need, was it, was, was it the hinge that was broken? Uh, it was the power connector between the door and the body. The body. Um, was catching, so as you would open the door and close it, it made a horrendous screeching noise. Very it crack, crunch, pop. Bang. Yeah, very unimpressive. Also, the mirrors are disgusting. Um, the mirrors are very clunky. But what I was most disappointed is there was no actual Carhartt material inside the truck. I wanted to see the color, but not actual feel. I wanted to see the seats covered in Carhartt. You want them to look like the Covercraft Carhartt seat covers. Yes, but on the seats, actually. Yes, I would take that also. It should be a it should be an aggressive, worky truck. Yes, instead it was it just had the Carhartt logo on it, and it was ooh. I did like the yellow pinstripe on the black. That was was cool. cool. Yeah. So my uh, my next low light was also a truck, but it was not a. Uh, a, a, is it a crossover? No, it was a truck from my one of my top brands. Ford? No. Toyota. Toyota. The new Tundra. Or not new, but the Tundra. It's just so bad inside. It has the same knobs as my buddy's 05 Tacoma so still. So you're, you're, you're saying the new Tundra? That thing has been out for almost as long well, as you've been alive. Sa- it said 2020 model year on it, so it's new. That's true. 
But the knobs are just so bad. The interior is all so bad. I don't understand why Toyota won't update that truck. It looks like it's straight out of 2005. Because it is. <laughs> it's just not good. Now, the green color they introduced is it's excellent. Sharp. Yes. But the interior is garbage. Fix it. Okay. Paul's very <laughs> passionate about that. <laughs> Fix it. Um, was that it? I have one more low light. One more? Okay. I got two more. Go. Actually, I actually have three more. I can probably come up with more, so you can you can have one of mine. Yeah, at least go. Uh, the next one, the new Defender, was at the auto show, and I was excited to see it. I was very unimpressed by it. For something that is supposed to live up to the Defender nameplate, it felt very cheap. Um, just from the sense, there's a lot of plastic on the car, and you know the Defender's supposed to be an off-road vehicle. You know, up in the class with the Wrangler or even a Forerunner. And it probably could do being taken off road and you know put up to those um, challenges. Well, see if Clarkson does it. But yeah, <laughs> but I just I was unimpressed with the amount of plastic crap on cladding on that car, and it just it looked cheap. Now the thing I was most unimpressed about, and I don't get why they're doing this, is the thing has a, is a seven seater, and I tried to crawl back into that. Oh, seven this was seat. entertaining. You, we could. Granted, I'm not a big guy. I'm He's, five yeah. foot eight and 150 pounds. I couldn't even get the middle seat to come back and to click into the first position. I thought I was gonna break his feet. There literally was no leg room back there, and I don't understand why they are selling it as a seven passenger version. Granted, if there's a little kid, but still, I I don't know where they would put their feet. <laughs> that's for that's for car seats only. I don't get it. <laughs> but yeah, I was very. That was an odd one. So uh, my next one was actually not a car itself, but an engine. The new oh, yeah. three-liter Duramax, they had a cutaway engine of Which it. Which goes in what? The 1500s. Um, and the Suburban. And the Bourbon. Um, this engine looks like it's going to be a Fusker cluck in a few years. It's not good. Um, so to start with, all of the timing chains and everything are on the back side of the motor. So that means to get to any of the timing stuff in the car, you have to either pull the motor or pull the transmission. Why, GM? Why? That's terrible. Second of all, so... Brings back it's how it's memories all, in my Firebird. Oh, how it's all driven. So there's the main crankshaft, which then drives a belt down to the oil pump, which... Is not ideal, but it's an oil-bathed belt. It's probably not going to have any problems. The Ford Nano Series has them also, the 2.7 and the 3.0-liter. Um, we haven't seen any failures yet, but also, you know, there's not 300,000 miles on these. Um, but the Ford's at least on the front, so you can, you know, get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that drives down, and it drives the oil pump and a balance shaft. And then it has a chain, which looks like bicycle chain. It's not even silent, heavy-duty chain. Come up and drive the fuel pump. And then off of the fuel pump gear, there's a second chain that goes up and drives the t- the camshafts in this interference motor. So you have like three chains belt systems driving each other on the backside of this engine behind the flywheel. It's not great. I'm, I'm very surprised Duramax would put their name on something like that. Isuzu? 
Even Isuzu. I don't. I mean, they they make diesel engines. That's what they're good well, at. Well, that's what Duramax is. Why why would they make this engine? They must have a lot of faith in it. They must. Now, now I will say in this defense, the V6 three liter that Power Stroke. Its main cams are driven off the front, but there is a belt to drive the fuel pump off the back cams on the back of the engine. But to get to it, you can just pull a cover in the the uh, valve cover and then a rear cover, and you can get to it. It's not as buried, and you're not pulling transmissions to get it out. Hmm. But this one has a secondary cover over the whole back, and it's just not good. But, you know, I mean... They they had to have an engineering reason to do it. Yeah. And I mean, as an engineer, I, I don't see it, but they had to have a reason to do it. I don't know what it is. They didn't ask my opinion. So what's your next one? Um, I'm trying to debate which one I go with. And it's going to be the lack of manual transmission cars at the show. And I only saw one manual car, but according to Paul, there was three. At least he saw five. For as many cars as we were there that were there, very disappointing. Hashtag save the manuals. Yes, save the manuals. My Mazda 6 is a manual. Come buy it. It's glorious. He'll give you a great deal if you say you listen to Shifting Gears. I'll give you $10 off listing. At least give him our podcast percentage off for the year. <laughs> Maybe. $105. $105. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just... Once, just another data point to show how the lack of people that want to are driving manual transmission cars. It's quite sad. So, it is sad. You know, I didn't even know until last year that you could get a manual in a Honda HRV. Did you know that? I did because uh, me and Marv were looking at them at the Grand Rapids Auto Show last year. And we had one? They did not have one, but they had a spec sheet. Ah. So, there's probably five of them built. Oh, for sure. At least four. Yeah. No more than six. <laughs> uh, so those were our highlights and lowlights. Yeah. Um, the Chicago show is still going on through this coming weekend, which is the 14th and 15th. I think the 15th is Sunday. No, 16th is Sunday. I'm going off the calendar in my head. Yeah, because today's the 10th. Yeah. So if you're in the area, highly recommend it. Um, 13 bucks admission. You can get a group on for ten. Yep, not bad. A lot of fun. Good times. Um, anything else? So yeah, I don't think I have anything else about the show. Super pressing, do you? Nope. So uh, I think uh, we'll cut this a little short as our last or our first one back, and we'll come back. Welcome and, back. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to shifting gears. If you're still listening, we love you. If you're new, we still love you. We're still getting views on our Facebook page. <laughs> yes, we are. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Paul. And I'm Isaac. Keep shifting gears. Keep shifting gears.